from the ESPN studios at Pier 17 in the Seaport District of New York City, this is Greeny with Mike Greenberg on ESPN Radio. You can also listen and watch the show on the ESPN app. Hour number two on this Football Friday. Dan Grassa in for Greeny. It's 98.7 ESPN. We are presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. 800-919-3776. That is the telephone number. At Dan Grassa, G-R-A-C-A is where you get me on Twitter. If you are just joining us, it was about a half an hour ago. Adam Schefter reporting it first. Robert Sala confirming it second. Zach Wilson starting at quarterback on Sunday for the New York Jets against the Detroit Lions. Mike White still not cleared by the doctors. They hoped that he would be given clearance. Remember, all week long, Robert Sala was saying that the full intention is for Mike White to play. Mike White was in the locker room yesterday meeting the media and said he fully expects and has no doubt that he's going to play, but maybe that was wishful thinking in hindsight because they thought they'd get clearance. Instead, that didn't happen from the doctors, and you can't blame him. Now the question is, how long is Mike White going to be out for because remember the tricky part about it for the Jets is when you look at a timeline they have two games in five days so even if you say all right well he's not cleared yet to face Detroit on Sunday hopefully another week then those ribs are a little bit better he can wear the flak jacket and he's back out there against the Jaguars no you don't even then have the luxury of a full week they got to turn right around and play a few days later on Thursday night so you might be looking at Zach Wilson not just on Sunday against Detroit Probably in all likelihood, you might be looking at him for that Thursday night against the Jaguars. Not that I have any concrete information on that, but I'm just saying that's an educated guess. And then the other part of this thing is, well, Zach Wilson is somebody that they had full intentions of getting back on the field. Like, they want to see this thing work. Right, is the guy who was a number two overall pick in the draft. That was why Robert Sala and everybody had kept saying, we intend for him to get back there under center. Well, what happens if Zach plays really well against the Lions and they win? And then if he gets the Jaguar start, what happens if Zach plays well and they win that game? You're not going to put him on the bench going out to Seattle on New Year's Day, are you? Which really sucks for Mike White if that's the case. And look, this is all pure speculation, right? But unfortunately, this happens in sports where guys get hurt and then they lose out on an opportunity, even though their performance didn't warrant them missing out on a chance. And, and you feel bad for Mike White because, as I said, he didn't do anything from a performance standpoint to lose his job. He got hurt. And it's like the same kind of thing as last year as well where he had the really, really good first game against the Cincinnati Bengals. Then he gets hurt in that game against Indianapolis, can't finish the game. Then he comes back, makes another start, ironically enough, against the Buffalo Bills and has a poor game. And then you never see Mike White again the rest of the year. This time around, it was his third game again, a Buffalo Bills opponent again, except this time they hit him around pretty good. And it's because of injury that he's not getting a fourth start. Will he? Guess we'll find out. Guess we'll find out. 
By the way, here was Robert Sala. Like I said, this was about a half an hour ago out at Florham Park making the announcement about the quarterback change. And Mike White, he'll be limited out of practice, but he will be out. With that said, real quick, regarding the Mike White news, before you guys all start tweeting, let me just kind of, I'm going to kind of chronicle this whole thing for you guys so we can get this one right. Sunday after the game, obviously it's well documented. He was taken to the hospital to get x-rays and all that stuff. And all that stuff cleared. He got on the plane. Everything was checked out fine. Monday, Tuesday, same thing, get more evaluation. Uh, he was cleared for practice, which he has been doing. He feels fine, but our doctors, and rightfully so, would not clear him for contact. Mike White, who is an absolute warrior and has been doing everything he could this week to try to uh, find another opinion to get him onto the football field, to find somebody who will clear him for contact, has exhausted every measure he possibly can because he wants to be out there for his teammates. That opinion will not change, and it's gotten to the point where we could drag this out to Sunday, guys, but this is one of those deals where we got to do what's best for the player and protect the player from the player. And that makes total sense. I totally, I, I totally understand it. I wonder how many different guys, like, did Mike White go rogue? Did he, like, go off on his own someplace to try to find a doctor who would clear him? Like, there's some yo-yo who's like, has a small practice out of a van on, like, the corner of the road in a parking lot. Like, in the, you know, the Target parking lot or something. <laughs> he takes walk-in appointments. <laughs> oh, we kid because we care. Anyway, so Mike White sits. You hope he heals. And as Robert Sala says, this is a chance for one Zach Wilson. This is going to be a great opportunity for Zach. When he was elevated to the number two quarterback, it was with the understanding that there's a strong possibility that he was going to play and to prepare accordingly. He's gotten a vast majority of the first team reps. He'll get all the reps today. He'll get all the reps tomorrow. And so we feel very comfortable about Zach's preparation as the uh, first string quarterback and that he's gotten his normal workload as a starting quarterback would normally get with the limitations that were placed on uh, on Mike. But love Mike, love, love how hard he's worked to try to get back for his team. But at the end of the day, this is one of those deals where we've got to protect the player from the player. Here's the thing. I think the performance, as I said, I think Zach Wilson's performance is going to ultimately determine whether or not Mike White gets back on the field. But if he's cleared, the moment he is cleared by the doctors to be able to absorb contact and to essentially play football, if the offense is not operating at the level that, let's say it even did the last three games, I think Mike White goes back in there. This team has a playoff goal in sight. That's what the objective is. Make the playoffs. Chris in Queens, up next here on 9870 ESPN. Christopher, how are you? Hey, Dan, what's up? How are you doing today? What's up, Chris? Um, it's kind of cool that Zach was his back story career for the Jets. Um, you're right. You called the redemption tour. Um, hopefully, it make use of this uh, second opportunity he's getting. We got four tough games ahead, and they're not going to be easy, so... Um, I hope Zach, not just Zach, hopefully the, the, the Jets win these games. Like I said, it's not going to be easy, I think. But um, like I said, I root for Zach. I mean, Zach's my guy. You know, I got his jerseys in my house. Um, I really hope he plays well, you know? And convince oh, the so that, he, that he's the guy. When you draft somebody number two overall, you have to see you, you have to see if he's a quarterback or not. You can't just, just take and just toss to the side and all that thing, you know? Well, I mean, he has made he has made 20 starts already, Chris. And thanks for the phone call. And I understand he's still a very young player. And look, you're a Jet fan. Of course, you're rooting for Zach Wilson to do well. You, you can't sit here and call yourself a Jet fan and say that you want Zach Wilson to fail on Sunday against the Detroit Lions because you love Mike White so much. 
You know, the guys in that locker room, yeah, they love Mike White. Mike White's a great dude. They're wearing Mike White T-shirts, but they're not going out there and and, and secretly hoping Zach Wilson bombs against Detroit. No, those guys want to win. It's a team. So it doesn't matter that if it's Joe Flacco, Chris Strebler, Mike White, Zach, you root for whoever the quarterback is. You want to win games. You know, the Jets can accomplish something here that hasn't been done in 12 freaking years, and that's make the playoffs. It's right there for the taking. And maybe this offense was not operating as efficiently under Zach Wilson as it did when Mike White was in there the last few weeks. But if you want to look at a glass half full, this team was 5-2 and two with Zach Wilson as the starting quarterback. And I, like I said, I understand they maybe did it in other avenues than just the offense going out there and putting up yards and putting up points. But you can still win football games. You know, look at the San Francisco 49ers the last two weeks. You know, they're down to their third-string quarterback in Brock Purdy. And they've won a couple of games because the rest of the football team has stepped in and done a nice job. The Rams went out there and won a football game with a quarterback who had only been there for two days. He only knew like four or five plays, but yet they won a football game. It is a team sport. Mike in Miami, up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Michael, how are you? Good, sir. How are you? Uh, Good, Mike. I, I would like to say that I think the way that the coach handled this whole thing was wrong because uh, he he sabotaged uh, Zach Wilson by uh, by uh, ridiculing him and and the whole team. Uh, he's the coach. He shouldn't. He How did he ridicule control. Zach Wilson, though, Mike? Because. He should have kept him as the number two. When you demote somebody, especially a second pick, to uh, number t- from number one to number two, that's a big deal. Why would he sit the guy when Flacco had no chance to even play a down, and now he's forced to uh, put him back out there? Because Flacco can't play. Well, wait a second, wait a second, Mike. What do you mean? What do you mean Flacco had no chance to play a down when Flacco unfortunately had to play a couple of downs against the Bills last week when Mike White left the game? Because did you see when he was out there how 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 ridiculous it was? He I I understand, but you just said he had no chance to play a down. He did play a down, and the reason and and Mike, thank you for the phone call. Well, Mike, let me me, thank thanks for the phone call. Like I I disagree one hundred percent, saying that they ridiculed Zach Wilson. Okay, because Robert Sala publicly has said everything to the polar opposite of ridiculing Zach Wilson. All right, let's not forget, Zach Wilson, the last time he played against the Patriots in that second half in Foxborough was abysmal. Okay, it was barely pro-quarterback level. And you might not even say that it was pro-quarterback level. The second half of that game against New England, they had two yards of offense. Two. Pathetic. I could go out there and generate two yards of offense. So he was an easy target. They could have thrown him under the bus and ridiculed, as Mike said. But Robert Sala didn't do that. Because when he announced that they were moving away from Zach Wilson and making the change to Mike White, he sat there and told you, Mike White's the quarterback this week, but 
in essentially the same breath, we fully intend Zach Wilson to get back out on the field this year. And we're going to do everything we can to support him, to help him clear his head, to reset was the term that they used, and to get him back playing the football that they all know that he could play. That's why they took him second overall. So I disagree when you say that he ridiculed Zach Wilson. You want to say that maybe it was the wrong decision to make him the number three quarterback? Hey, it's a performance-based business. And as I just got done saying, the way he played against the Patriots up there in Foxborough in the NFL in a game that counted, you know what? That might not even have been worthy of being a third-string quarterback. And say what you want about Joe Flacco. Look, I know it was ugly last week. Joe Flacco went out there and won him a football game in Cleveland this year, threw four touchdown passes in a game, over 300 yards, all those things. I don't remember a Jet team led by Zach Wilson this year where the offense looked as good as it did that one game with Joe Flacco against Cleveland. Zach Wilson in, Mike White out on Sunday against the Detroit Lions. Mike White not cleared by the Jet doctor, so number two is number one once again when the Jets take on Detroit this week. Now, a few things. First and foremost, a couple of people are wondering aloud, you know, I'm getting tweets from folks. Well, how come the doctors cleared Zach Wilson, or I mean, cleared Mike White to go back in the game last week against the Buffalo Bills, but now he's not cleared a week later to go in there and absorb contact and to play against Detroit coming up on Sunday? You got to remember, up in Buffalo at the stadium, you only have so many options to be able to get the x-rays, the scans, or whatnot. The stadium doesn't have the equipment to do the full scans. They do the, you know, the preliminary check or the basic check or whatever it is. That looked A-OK. Because if that didn't check out, then Mike White wouldn't have gone back in the game. And certainly I'm sure that they put the players, they take the players' input into consideration and all those things. But everything checked out OK there. And he went back in the game. He finished the game. Now, remember, after the game was over, they took him to the hospital to get the further evaluation, to get the complete scans. All those tests revealed the issues that he was having there with the ribs, but it was still enough for him to be able to fly home. It's just that they didn't want him absorbing any more contact, which makes a total amount of sense. So they were probably hopeful that the ribs would heal all week. They didn't to the extent that they would feel comfortable clearing him for contact. So that's why he's not cleared for the game on Sunday. All right, so we'll clear that up. That's number one. Number two, Dan Campbell, the Lions coach, just had his media briefing on Friday. And he said that the news coming out that Zach Wilson is starting in place of Mike White doesn't change their game plan much. He said they had uh, an idea that they would see Zach Wilson so they have to be disciplined, do all the same things they would have if Mike White was starting. So the Lions were doing their best to prepare for both guys, and that's what's happening there. Other thing is this. You know, I'm, people are, you know, I'm, I'm getting tweets and stuff from folks about, you know, the quarterback situation and, you know, the way the Jets have handled it this year and so on and so forth, and specifically like the Joe Flacco instance. And I guess, you know, I mentioned Joe Flacco won a game earlier this year. I think that, you know, people are kind of clouded by like what they've seen of Joe Flacco lately, meaning last week. And it was bad last week. It was awful, right? And even if, let's put it this way, if Mike White was not hurt, 
I would still say there's a better than good chance that Zach Wilson still would have been elevated to the number two spot this week over Joe Flacco. Because when pressed into action last week, Flacco clearly wasn't ready to play. No, I don't want to say he wasn't ready to play, but he didn't look like a guy who was going to help you win games. But earlier in the year, okay, people seem to forget because it was a long time ago. Like it's, it, it, and, and they're kind of like throwing cold water on it. Like those games happened. Joe Flacco did win that game against the Cleveland Browns, right? Joe Flacco threw for over, you know, had what, two or three 300-yard games this year when he was starting? You know, he's only started three games this year, yet Joe Flacco leads the Jets in touchdown passes in three games. So it's not like he was a total bum like some people are making him out to be. Look, it's not ideal. You don't want a guy who's almost 40 years old being your quarterback because the other two guys in a perfect world would operate the offense a lot better, they're more mobile, and all those things. But don't sit here and try to rewrite history and pretend the Joe Flacco thing didn't happen. It did happen. And if not for that one game, look, you could sit here and say that, oh, you know, Zach Wilson would have thrown for four touchdowns against the Browns. Well, we don't know that. We don't know that because, you know what, in all the other games that Zach Wilson played and even all the games that Mike White played, None of those two quarterbacks threw for four touchdown passes in a game like Flacco did that day. So at least give him some credit for crying out loud. 800-919-3776, that's the telephone number. Ben in New York up next here on 98.7. Ben, how are you? How are you doing, Dan? What's up, Ben? Great. I actually just want to touch on what you said. Like, people are trashing, you know, Zach. Oh, you know, Zach sucks. He can't throw the ball. Well, let's put it this way. It's, it's, it's really just him or Flacco. Like that's a story. We're not talking about how much we love Zach. We're talking about, well, it's funny. We're, it's gone. It's gone this far. We're talking about the incompetence of Joe Flacco to come in. We're not. We're not saying that we love that we love Zach. You know, for the Jets, I don't think Robert Sala is saying that he loves Zach. He's saying right now that's our better option. Well, I think he is. I think he is because even when think about it, even when the Jets were winning games. And Zach Wilson was struggling in those two against the New England Patriots specifically. I don't think anybody was sitting there saying, oh, you got to put Joe Flacco back in the game. Remember, Joe Flacco was the number three quarterback then, right? They elevated Mike White to be the number two because the Jets felt that if something were to happen to Zach Wilson or if they had to make a change and go to the bullpen, that Mike White would then give them the best chance to win. Tom in Long Island, up next, 98.7 ESPN. Tommy, how are you? It's the return of the Zach, return of the Zach. Come on, guys. You've got to be excited about this. Hey, Tom, is that an original composition? I think that's got hit written all over it. I just made it up right now. Come on. (laughs) This is like I'm sitting here listening to a musical genius for crying out loud. (laughs) Come on. All right, listen, quick story for you. So. I uh, gave my choice. My son turning 10 years old, gave him a choice, right? You want to go see uh, a jet game? You want a new bike or you want to have a party? He says, dad, I want to go to a jet game. So we end up taking him to the bears game, right? It was a really cool experience. We got down on the field flag holder, the whole thing it was amazing. But we all know that was the first game that Mike white played. Mike right. white had a great game, right? My kid has been Dying, begging, Dad, when's Zach Wilson going to start again? Oh, it's going to happen, buddy. It's going to happen. In the back of my mind, it's not going to happen, buddy. And I just felt it this week, and I know a lot of people are criticizing uh, Robert Sala, but I actually think he has made every decision he's made on, on so far with the quarterback, except for maybe taking Zach Wilson out at halftime of the Patriot game, right, mm-hmm. um, has been spot on. The kid's got a chance right now. He's got a really big chance to get a lot of people back in his graces. 
and we're going to find out. I just hope that they make Struggler the backup and get Joe Flacco out of here. Thanks a lot. Have a good one. Tom, thanks for the phone call. Um, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you mentioned that. And I know that there's some, you know, Strebler fans out there. And I like Chris. He's a great dude. A great dude. And he works hard. You know, I, I see him after practice putting in the time. It's interesting you bring that up. And I don't know if somebody asked Robert Sala that question at the press conference today as to who the number two is going to be this week. Because Mike White, if Mike White can't, isn't clear for contact, he's not going to be active on Sunday. Is Flacco going to be the two or is Strebler going to be the two? That would be something. But I think, are the Jets out of making moves of elevating guys from the practice squad? I'm not sure. I got to look into that. Um, but the thing about, the thing about Zach, you know what? Let me hold off on that. Let's play this cut here from Robert Sala. This was in regards to, you know, Zach Wilson, who the last three weeks he was undergoing the so-called reset, you know, fixing some of the mechanical issues that they wanted him to work on. Is that something that can be accomplished in just a two, three-week period, Coach? Good question. Good question. I don't think it's impossible. He's done a really nice job. I thought he's had two of his best throwing days in practice. Now, practice at the end of the day doesn't matter. we got to go do it on Sunday. But felt like he's been doing a really good job just finding completions and getting the ball to where he needs to with accuracy. Um, so he's done a really nice job, like I said, working deliberately and just tying everything in. And for him, it's really just making the easy easy with regards to just getting your feet in the direction they need to go, get your body set, and, and deliver the football the way he knows how and he's the same quarterback that once went 18 for 18 in the bowl game so he's very capable it's just a matter of just being conscientious and tying everything together speaking of bowl games bahamas bowl is about to kick off in about a minute looking forward to that miami of ohio against uab um here's the thing like it's uh, you know obviously i get to go behind the curtain a little bit with the jets you know and i'm fortunate to be able to to do that with the job and 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 so on and so forth so when I go out there each week and, you know, talk to players, do the interviews and stuff like that that we need to do for the pregame show, I'm usually there like when practice is wrapping up and, you know, the last few weeks, you see Zach's out there putting in the work, like long after everybody else has left the field, you know, and the rest of the team is inside doing their thing and, you know, practice is over and whatever their post-practice routine is. Zach is still out there for sometimes upwards of, you know, 20 minutes even after practice ends out there with the coaches out there, you know, with other guys just catching passes, working on footwork, working on mechanics, working on, you know, things to try to improve his game and to try to get him back to what one point where he was to where he wasn't having these these flaws in his delivery and maybe making not making the errant throws that we were accustomed to seeing over those last couple of weeks. So he's putting in the work and whatever you do in practice, right? That's different than what you're going to do during the game because it doesn't matter how good he is in practice and what he's doing, you know, Monday through Friday. What are you doing on Sunday? That is ultimately what you're going to be judged on. And we're not going to get the answers to these test questions until the game kicks off on Sunday against Detroit. You hope that it works out and you hope that he's going to be better for it. Jose and Emerson is up next here on 98.7 ESPN. Jose, how are you? Good, good. Thank you for taking the call. I think one guy that's getting a scapegoat is really LaFleur also. He's been having some very bad calls, like the call he did with the Vikings having Berrios coming on an in route instead of having a bigger, uh, a stronger wide receiver where he could fight off that 
defender and get that, that catch in for a touchdown. And another thing, on the coaching staff, as far as defense, when they tell they told them, oh, you know, let's send four. Why are you rushing people? Let us do what we do. Sometimes you've got to listen to the player and see what they really want because Zach is not a drop-off quarterback, little things here and there. That's where he struggles. I think when he was in college, his main thing was throwing that ball downfield. So you got to get this kid's confidence back. It's neither who's there, who's not there. we got to win this game, and he just has to show up. And uh, Jose, I'll listen to what you got to say. Thanks for the phone call. Yeah, I, I mean, the Berrios thing, for example, you know, you saw a couple of those. Look, ball should have been completed in Minnesota. You know, I know Mike White took the fault for it. Berrios took the fault for it. Whatever, that's what good teammates are doing. Ball's got to be completed one way or the other. Doesn't matter if it's Berrios. Doesn't matter if it's any other receiver, tight end, you name it. Um, I don't know if that was Mike White's primary read on the play. And, you know, there was another instance in Buffalo last week where they tried to hit Berrios on a quick slant in the goal line, kind of like bounced off of him and up into the air, very close to being intercepted. I I don't know what his progressions were on that play. I I don't know. Um, But the bottom line is they got to execute better. Regardless of who the quarterback is, they got to do better in the red zone. That was an issue in Minnesota, costing the game. Last week in Buffalo, didn't cash in on their opportunities there as well. They've got to be able to put the ball in the end zone for six and not settle for field goals. That's the only way you're going to win these games. And you hope that, you know, Zach Wilson, now piloting this offense on Sunday, is able to clean some of that stuff up. In case you're just joining us. In case you're just rolling out of bed, maybe you had a fun Thursday night or something. I don't know. Maybe you had to get up really early and went back to sleep and you're waking up again. Zach Wilson starting at quarterback for the New York Jets on Sunday. Mike White not cleared by team doctors after taking those hits to the ribs last week up in Buffalo. So it will be Zach. And now the question becomes, Zach, for how long? And I think that it's a legitimate question. Because I know that there's this theory out there that, Oh, well, you know, Zach Wilson, they want him to play, and this is all calculated and orchestrated because, you know, he's the number two overall pick and they have a lot invested in him. If that's the case, why did they bench him to begin with three weeks ago? And on top of that, if Mike White does not get hurt last week in Buffalo, do you really think that he's not starting this week? Okay, the reason they, among the reasons they switched to Mike White for that Bears game, is that Robert Sala has to deal with 53 guys in that locker room. And the mood was, let's just say, not all that great after that Patriot game. Throw on top of that the way the quarterback answered the questions in the post-game media briefing, where he didn't really necessarily put a lot of the blame on himself, and instead, you know, when we asked, do you feel like, yo, the defense, you know, an apology or so on and so forth, or do you feel like you let the defense down? And he said no, and among other things. That didn't go over all that well in the room. Mike White is somebody that that room adores. I don't think that's a secret. I don't think I'm breaking any sort of news here. And on top of that, the way he went out there and played against the Chicago Bears just kind of reinforced that. And despite the fact the Jets didn't win the last two games, Mike White still played pretty good. You know, Mike White, he essentially almost died last week twice with those hits that he took. I mean, he got absolutely destroyed and came back twice into the game. And really, in a way, almost outplayed the other quarterback in that game. 
Josh Allen didn't have a great game last week, and that's his, his stadium, his home field, his weather, all those things. So Mike White didn't do anything to lose the job based on performance. That's why this whole, like, the conspiracy theories that I'm already reading that, oh, this was in the cards because Zach Wilson was the number two overall pick in the draft. Guys, I can't say this any more clear, all right? If Mike White does not get hurt, he is starting on Sunday against Detroit. And if Mike White does not get hurt, I don't think he's coming out of the lineup for the rest of the year. This was the only way I think that he was not going to be the quarterback for this team until the season was over. Injury and injury only. Rich and Queens up next, 98.7 ESPN. Richard, how are you? I'm doing good, Dan. How are you doing? Good, Richard. What's going on? So my concern when we're looking at this game coming up ahead, um, for me, when I'm looking at the Detroit defense, one of the strong suits is obviously they were great against the run. Last three games, they're averaging under 100 yards. Actually, I think last week they had under 30 yards rushing up against them. With Zach Wilson not being great with throwing the ball so far this season, this was one of those games where I was really hoping Mike White could get the start just for throwing. In a pinch, I would even or honestly would feel better going into this week with Flacco. I just wanted to uh, get your opinion on that, just because Flacco can throw the ball and does have those great games to start the season. I don't think Flacco's an option. Uh, Rich, I'm just being honest with you. And I know I just got done saying, you know, maybe it's too reactionary with what you saw. I mean, Flacco showed you last week that, you know, at this stage of the season, I don't think he gives you the best option to win. Case in point, the offensive line has been a little leaky the last couple of weeks. And Zach Wilson at least does afford you the escapability. Flacco's a sitting duck back there, right? So it's Zach or bust at this point. And you won five games with them. And as I said earlier, you know, this Detroit defense, you know, I know Rich, this Detroit defense is not great. They're arguably the worst run defense in the NFL. I would expect, you know, if you're a fantasy guy, I would go all in on Bam Knight this week. You know, he could be looking at 30 touches in this game on Sunday. And he could have himself a big, big day. A real big day. Jose and Passaic up next, 98.7 ESPN. Jose, how are you? How you doing today? Good, Jose. What's going on? Well, my question to you, what happens if Zach Wilson goes out there and straight up blows the lines out of the water? What does Salah does the week after? And what does that do to Mike White's mental? And what does that do to Zach Wilson's mental? Jose, I think just because of the schedule, I said this a little bit earlier, the fact that they have two games in five days, and I haven't been told this. This is just best guess on my part. You're playing two games in five days. You got a quick turnaround. I think at this point it's a safe assumption, barring injury. Zach Wilson's the quarterback for the next two games. Because I don't. if, if Mike White is not cleared today, to go out there and absorb contact, is that going to change over the next two, three days? I, I, I don't know. On a short week, you know, where they're only going to have maybe like one full practice. They only really do one full practice on the field when you play a Thursday night game because, remember, they're going to be beat up from playing Sunday. Monday is essentially a glorified walkthrough. Tuesday, they might get out there on the field, and they don't usually do like the on-field stuff to the extent they would do on a normal week. And then on Wednesday, there's really nothing. And Thursday's game day. So the quick turnaround, I, I, I think that it might be Zach Wilson at least for the next two games. And his play is probably going to dictate who the quarterback is against the Seattle Seahawks. Hey, he goes out there and plays well, 
And if the coaches feel that, you know what, he's turned himself around and he's figured this thing out and you're not seeing any of those inconsistencies with his delivery and all those other type of things, and I think that they keep riding with Zach Wilson. It would be an unfortunate break, no pun intended, for Mike White, but Jets are trying to make the playoffs. And that's the other part of this, too. You can sit there and, and, and chronicle everything that the Jets have invested in Zach Wilson, the number two pick, they want it to work, all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's not a fair competition. Nonsense. You know what they care about more than anything? Winning. Winning. They want to make the playoffs. Don't you think, remember, it's still a business. Don't you think that it looks better when they're trying to sell tickets for next year? Hey, come buy tickets to the Jets. We made the playoffs last year. We got an exciting young core of players, and we're only going to be better again next season. They don't give a rat's you-know-what who the quarterback is. They want to win. Hey, if Dan Grasso could go out there and prove that he's the best quarterback on Sunday, if they call me out from the coaches' club, I'll go out there and spin it around the field if they think I could beat the Lions, which is not the case, but you know what I'm saying. Trust me. I, I, I can't reinforce this enough. Trust me. They want to win. They're going to play the guy that gives them the best chance to win because guess what? The last three weeks, Mike White gave them the best chance to win. Anybody who watched that team knows that Mike White gave them the best chance to win. Now, Mike White not, may not give them the best chance to win in 2023, but I think for the rest of 2022, Mike White was that guy. But Mike White's hurt. He can't play. You got to do the right thing. He can't go out there this week. I mean, you don't know what type of a boost it is when you win football games for the organization. You know, just the feeling of seeing some people in the organization. I'm not talking about players and coaches. I'm talking about like, you know, above that stuff, like the business side of things. The relief, the exhilaration, the euphoria after some of these victories. Okay, because that makes their jobs easier. And that's what everybody is trying to do, win football games. It's not politics. It's not play this guy because he was drafted here or play this guy because we signed him here and, and this and that. You're finding the best guys. By the way, I should have mentioned this earlier in the show. I'm going to be back on again tonight. Not a long show, just a half hour. You know, a little cup of coffee. You know, nothing, nothing too flashy. 7 to 7.30, leading you right into Knicks basketball coverage. So whatever we don't cross off the list here, we'll try to do that in the 30 minutes we have together, you and I, tonight. I should mention the Giants, because we got sidetracked with all this Zach Wilson news. Um... You can make the argument they have even a more important game than the Jets this weekend. Huge game in D.C. on Sunday night. They should have won the first game. They should have. And that tie, in a weird way, has kind of helped them. And they got some good help last night. Because even if the Giants lose this week, they're still in a playoff spot because of that tie. The tie is still paying dividends for them even weeks later. But it is a massive game for them. If, they, if the Giants can somehow steal this game, they leapfrog Washington. You can leave them in the rear view a little bit. Because, look, I know the Giants are scuffling right now. I get it. But because of that tie, is there a way that you can get to nine? That's now the new target number for the Giants. For the Jets, it's 10. For the Giants, it's nine. Can you win two out of these last four? Obviously, on paper... This is probably one of the two most winnable games you have left. 
I don't think you're going into Minnesota and beating the Vikings next week. The Indianapolis one is an absolute must on New Year's Day at home. I think you win that game. And then Philadelphia, the season finale, that could be a winnable type game if the Eagles have everything wrapped up already and have nothing to play for. If the Giants can win two of these four games, they're going to the playoffs because who else is getting in in the NFC? Seattle loses last night. They're 7-7. Seven and seven. Look at the Seattle schedule. They're going to Kansas City next week. You really think the Seahawks are going to beat the Chiefs at Arrowhead Stadium? I know it's not Arrowhead anymore, but that's what it is to me. They're not winning that game. Then they got the Jets on New Year's Day. Giant fans are going to be rooting for the Jets in that one. And then Seattle's playing the Rams at home in the season finale. I know the Rams are a bad team, but Baker Mayfield, he's out there. He's auditioning for a job next year. He's going to want to try like hell to win that football game. So I don't think Seattle is getting to 10 wins. And if they finish at 9, at 9 and 8, if the Giants get to 9 at 9, 7 and 1, Giants beat them because of the tie. I know I sound like a broken record here. Giants, look, you got to get Saquon going. I know he's not 100%. I know that he's banged up. I, I, I get it. It's football. But he's not on the injury report this week, so maybe he is feeling a little bit better. We know that he's been the engine for this offense all season long. Last time the Giants won a football game, Saquon ran for 152 yards against the Texans. I know it feels like it was ages ago. 152 yards. You know why that number is significant? Last four games combined. Combined. Three losses and a tie for the Giants. You know how many yards Saquon's run for? 152 yards. On the dot. He's got to get going. It'll free up so many other things for this offense, including helping the quarterback. And I know the quarterback hasn't played well in primetime games. You know it and I know it. But I don't hold that against them for this one. By all accounts, Washington should win this game. I think the Giants have a shot, though. I really and truly do. And it's kind of odd because Washington, this is the second game in a row they're playing against the Giants. They had the bye last week. So Giants by Giants. Does that help them? Does it hurt them? Who the heck knows? But I think the Giants have more than a puncher's chance coming up on Sunday night and would not be shocked if they win that football game.